It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of time. It's a Monday, and I hope you stayed warm this weekend. Not a whole lot was going on outside, was it? Now I know at some point during the course of the weekend. In fact, it was at the Sunday afternoon. You know, I have a golf course across the street, which I sit just up a little bit that I can overlook a good part of the golf course. And normally, when it's nice and snowy on the golf course, I see tracks out there, dog tracks because people take their dogs walking. People with snowshoes, cross country ski tracks. It's all over the place out there. Nothing. And I realized it was just too cold and miserable for really much to be outside. So I didn't really see a whole lot of anything. And I only went out once during the entire weekend just to pick up something at the store. And that was it. I, after that, just refused to go out. And if you're thinking, wimp, fine. I had all sorts of projects inside. So I didn't need to go outside. Now, this morning, across the entire region... We're still starting off nice and cold. Rom at its negative 13. You know, at one point this weekend, Wyoming was colder than the surface of Mars. Yeah, my friend John up in Gillette told me that. The surface of Mars was like 30, negative 30 Fahrenheit as a daytime high. And Wyoming was below that. So... <clears throat> Which, it's okay, because a lot of Wyoming looks like Mars anyway. But, you know, the, the and, and there's fewer people and no taxes on Mars, so it's tempting to go there. But anyway, it really got that cold. So this morning, it starts to warm up a little bit. During the course of this weekend, there's a full article on this on the Wake Up Wyoming site. You'll get an extended forecast from Don Day at 645. But our temperatures come up a little bit, backslide a little, up a little more, backslide a little. We slowly work our way out of this, ebbing and flowing during the week. You will get some snow wherever your area is. How much depends on where you are. And some areas are going to have to put up with blowing snow because as warmer air does come moving in, that blows the snow around. You know what that routine's like. And the usuals are suspect here, especially I-80 and the southeastern part of I-25. On that note, let me go back and double check. Last I looked, there was a section of I-80 that had closed, big shock, right, for just a a short section of I-80, which is a um, typical route. Let's see if it still is. I'm zooming in on the YDOT map right now to see what they have to say. Yeah. So from Laramie to Rawlins, that section's closed. And for those people who live on 30, around gee, Rock River, Medicine Bow, Hannah. Yeah, that's close too. So even uh, Bosler, it starts at Bosler Junction and it heads up and around and back down to I-80 again. That's all close as well. Which, by the way, we had a talk a few years ago. Some people thought, hey, let's go ahead and just build an interstate around I-80 in that section because that section is always closing. Well, the section you want, they wanted to follow make 30 the new loop around i-80 it does this i watch it every single year it does the same thing in the winter time so okay lot to discuss today today's show is sponsored by the original cell phone hairbrush 
Talk about looking good. So today is a couple of things. Martin Luther King's birthday is celebrated today, but also this is caucus day. Now, a lot of you Trump supporters in Wyoming, of course, really looking forward to this day. He is still, if you believe polls, and you know I don't, he's still way the hell ahead. Big problem that's going to happen there is this winter storm that's hit us here in Wyoming, also hit that area, and Arctic temperatures continue, and so a lot of people are just not want to go out. Trump is trying to find anybody in the area in Iowa that wants to vote for him that might have a truck or something that's, a, that's capable of driving in those conditions to get people to the polls. Or I shouldn't say polls, pardon me, it's a caucus. Now, the caucus system does work a little bit different. Instead of just going in and voting, they have these little, they break off into little discussion groups for each candidate and they start voting. And it's a whole complicated system, which you can look up if you want to see how it works. And eventually they work themselves down to a candidate. So the caucus system is different than just the straight voting system. This is where, though, I've said, careful now. For you Trump supporters, I'm not, I am not saying he's not going to win. I'm not saying that. But remember, just because he's way ahead in the polls doesn't mean he does well here. Remember the story of Howard Dean and how that worked. So always be very cautious about, well, he's ahead in the polls. He's got this. Don't ever believe that. In fact, in some cases, candidates have lost because supporters for whatever candidate thought, oh, we got this. And so some people didn't show up to vote because we got it. Well, they should have shown up. Enough people didn't show up to vote considering it was in the bag that it actually affected the election. So we'll see what happens in the caucus here. And I keep listening to news every time as I'm working here in the morning. News top, bottom of the hour hits. And I always pause for a minute to listen to anything. And, of course, all of the news organizations are the polls, the polls, the polls, the polls say, the polls say, the polls say. And then every single news organization on television is going to have all the political pundits out, which are going to waste your time. If I can just toss it out there, unless you're into this, shut the television off. Don't watch any of the news networks, any of them. It's not worth it today. It just is not worth it today. Because they're going to analyze this from every possible angle, and it doesn't mean a damn thing. And pundits are going to have to spend a lot of time filling airtime, and it doesn't mean a damn thing. What matters is when you wake up on Tuesday morning, you take a look at the news to find out, so who came out ahead in the Iowa caucus for the Republican Party? Who nailed it? That's all that matters. The rest of it from now till then is just complete noise, which is why. In fact, I've had some friends while the Republicans have been having their debates. And, of course, Trump hasn't shown up for any of them, which actually I I really thought was smart. Look how far ahead he's supposed to be. It's been a smart thing for him to say, I'm not just not going to I'm just not even going to bother. He doesn't have to show up for the debates. But now, during the debates, people were asking me, so what did you think of last night's debate? And I would tell them I didn't watch it. I just didn't bother watching the debate. And the reason I didn't was because there's nothing happening in the debates that mean a damn thing. Really, it's just completely useless. I do get up in the morning to take a look at maybe were there some highlights of the debate that but usually it's sniping back and forth and 
not a whole lot of anything important was discussed or said by anybody, so I usually don't watch it. So anyway, if, if I could offer you that advice, just turn it off. Don't even bother with it. Just shut everything off and wait till tomorrow morning. It's like waiting for Christmas, right, to find out how your candidate did. And then after that, whoever pulled whatever in the caucus, just remember the pundits are now, again, dominating the airwaves, analyzing it, and they're analyzing it doesn't mean anything. Miss Mary, who's still trying to get here this morning because of all the cold and snow and so on, it's too cold to be alive today. We should put humanity on hold. Well, warning. We're sorry, but due to winter conditions, Wyoming is closed. If you are interested in winter recreation or just passing through, we just can't help you right now. Honestly, we're okay with it. Y'all are crazy out there, and we needed a break. It's cold. The only show broadcasting from a bunker under Devil's Tower. Hey, it's cold down here. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, 6 a.m. weekdays on AM 1030 and FM 95.1. 6.2 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So, yeah, still sub-zero out there. And Miss Marriott sent me this note. It is too cold to be alive today. We should put humanity on hold, which I agree with. And during the course of the weekend, so my next-door neighbor, she uh, lives alone. She drops a set of keys off of me. When, when I first moved in, she asked, could you from time to time? She said, she's away. Could I do things for her? Which I do. Like, for example, FedEx drops a package by, and I'll go ahead and open up her front door and put the package inside so it doesn't sit out there on the porch the whole time she's gone. Things like that, you know, <clears throat> which I have no problem doing. During the course of the weekend, she sent me a note, hey, I'm out of town could you go over to my house and check on it? And I just said, no, I'm just not, no. It's like minus 32 out there. Now, if you think about it, we're talking Fahrenheit, 32 plus 32 is where water freezes. This is minus 32. So, no, because there's other things that freeze off, and I like keeping all of my body parts when you get to minus 30. Isn't happening. Absolutely not. All right, so... Headline I have in front of me, electricity prices to almost double as German customers use heat pumps to face green reality. Story, And they want to do this here in America, too, by the way. Customers who heat with electricity and live on a basic supply have so far been able to benefit from electricity's low prices, the story says, and heating and so on. Okay, well, that's something that the government's trying to put out. Here's reality. Bitter news to those customers in Germany. In the new year, prices have increased and will continue to increase enormously. This measure is taking effect and customers are not sure how to pay for this. Customers who heat with electricity and live on basic supply have so far been, they did at first benefit from low prices, but now those prices are going through the roof. Now, at the same time, I have a story here, which I think is not surprising, uh, but Germany is once again turning to coal to avoid blackouts. Here's a headline. Economic minister suddenly wants to rely on coal. And it says here in the story, dirty coal. That's in the title. Coal 
in order to make sure that they have a reliable supply of energy. Because as you know, they try to go in, in Germany to all wind and solar, and you know how that turned out. Now, my favorite story is from last year, a story that showed that uh, there was a coal power plant they were putting back online. And they just like in Gillette, Wyoming, they have power plants up there where they pull the coal right out of the ground and run it right up a conveyor belt into the burner and make electricity out of it, right? There's more to it than that, but that's basically it. They were doing the same thing at a German facility. They want to turn it back on. Well, they have to get back at the coal. Well, the coal had been covered over, and there was now a wind farm on top of the coal. So they destroyed the wind farm to get at the coal, which must drive environmentalists absolutely nuts. But okay, this is where... I, Germany, of course, is one of those countries that brags. Look what we're doing to save the environment. What they quietly are not telling you is they're turning on their coal power plants because they need a reliable source of energy. Now, on that note, let's go back here to Wyoming. There are several people that we follow each other on Facebook around the region. And several people took not just pictures but video of wind turbines during the course of this weekend that just weren't turning. See, when the temperature gets that cold, in most cases, when it gets that as cold as it's been this weekend, air just doesn't move. Now, if you're wondering, why was the air moving along I-80? The weather down there was different from the weather up further north, where it was much colder. The colder it gets, the less the air moves. And so those wind turbines are just sitting there. This is why I said on Friday before I, I left for the weekend, it's not going to be wind or solar that keeps you warm through this past weekend. That's not what's happening right now. Wind and solar haven't really done much of anything to keep you warm through this entire cold snap we're going through. And you know this. Instead, it's been natural gas and coal. And when we've needed more of it to keep warmer, and we have, they just kind of crank that up and keep it going, which is why Germany is turning back on coal power plants. And they're not the only one. The U.K. has been quietly doing the same thing, just not saying it out loud. And for those people, I've, I've talked to many people who are convinced that, you know, coal in America is just dead. It's just going away. It's just no, because... We're going to need this reliable energy. And they can shut it off temporarily, but at some point we're going to need this energy until back on it comes. When temperatures get down to as bad as it is right now, as miserable as it is right now, you're going to need that reliable form of energy. So with no thanks whatsoever to wind and solar this weekend, which were complete, both completely frozen over. Now, for the solar panels... Providing someone wiped the snow and ice off of them so they can get a decent amount of sun, they might have provided something. Because there were some sunny days this weekend. But they have, But still, when it gets this cold, those solar panels don't produce as much electricity as they do during warmer days. Okay? It, they have a harder time doing it. As far as the wind turbines go, again, it, if it's not the cold, because the cold will stop the wind from blowing, but also they'll get covered with ice. And they're not able to crank. At the same time, a lot of these wind farms that you see out there, they're not turning because of the cold, but they also have heaters on inside because they got to keep the internal functions in there nice and warm so critical components don't freeze over. 
including fluids and things like that. So those wind turbines, those wind farms are actually taking energy. Not They're not giving any, but they're taking energy that you could have used in your house. Further driving up the prices of all this. All right, coming up on 6.30, local news coming your way. Right after local news update on your weather forecast. That's critical. You and I get back into it again. Don Day's extended forecast, 645, which does show a warm-up, but we're going to struggle to get there. He'll explain. Let's wake up, Wyoming. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Thirty-six. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Here's something new for you on the news story front. So you ever use your mobile devices, you know, Google and Siri and Alexa and all of those kind of... Okay, well, I use them for different things. Alarm clocks, for example, setting those, time, temperature, and other such things. They're, they're actually kind of useful. Some people use them a lot more around the house to connect all sorts of things. And All right, so here... It says, how's the next generation of AI, how it, well, how the, I should say, next generation of AI is built into those devices? The story says there's a saying, computers, garbage in, garbage out. If it's bad input, there's going to be bad output. No, we don't. Just because your computer said it doesn't mean you have to believe it because those computers are programmed by human beings. Same applies to political ideology and computers, specifically artificial intelligence. So if a bunch of leftists are making those mobile devices and other devices you might have around your home, well, it's what you're going to get. And these thoughts come to mind, story says, when New York Times shares with us Apple is looking to rev up its AI capacity. $3 trillion company excels at making hardware and worries that its voice assistant is lagging behind other AI. It is. I can tell you that it is. I use va- Apple's, because uh, that's what's on my phone. I have an Apple phone. So that's what the assistant is. And it's just an idiot. So, okay. Getting AI up to speed means inputting information. And Apple is looking for liberals to input, the time explains. The technology giant has floated a multi-year deal with at least $50 million to license and archive news organizations, including... Vogue, The New Yorker, NBC News, uh, Better Homes and Gardens, People Magazine, Reading Choices, things like that. The New Yorker fails in its, uh, well, it's all these leftist news organizations. I want to know, where's the right-wing news organizations if you want to balance things? Or maybe just non-biased news organizations. Notably, for the little, the, the liberal tilt these magazines and newspapers really hate anything to do with Trump or, you know, not just Donald but Melania Trump. The AI, the story says, companies have sought to license materials. Others have simply harvested information whenever found. 
but they wanted to license it. December 27th, New York Times filed suit against OpenAI over alleged copyright infringement on this. So in January 8th response to the Times, OpenAI cited partnerships with different mainstream media groups, including one of the worst, most biased out there, the Associated Press. Yeah, with the they really have become one of the worst out there. Associated Press has always been lauded as one of the greatest news organizations. What they're good at, what they're great at, in fact, when someone wants to write in news style, the best news style writing out there is Associated Press. There's entire college courses on them, big thick workbooks and and guidebooks to help people if you're writing a sentence how to write it in a way that is the most proper sentence for a news article. And that's where the Associated Press excels. But when it comes to getting facts wrong or just liberal bias, they're one of the worst out there. So, all right. Apple's Choice, as they go looking for news organizations, Apple's Choice ends up being the most liberal of the liberal news organizations. So the new you're going to ask in other words if you have whether it's your phone or some other device in your house you're going to ask artificial intelligence a question and it's going to give you a liberal bias answer just like when you get on google because this is where i've said i don't really google things for information anymore i do use google as a platform because it shares information stuff that i do when i'm researching and reading and so on whatever i'm involved in stuff that i do on google here in my studio when i get home there it is when i pick up my phone there it is because it shares all that information with me but what happens I mean, it's fine to share it among me. When I go to ask it a question or look something up and the people at Google disagree with some of the conclusions that are out there, well, they're going to censor the answers that I get. So when I actually go to search the web, I go looking for something else completely different. Anyway, that's the gist of the article. It goes through how, yeah, they want to get into, uh, well, they want to bring Siri and other such things up to speed. And I, and I get that. And all the other AIs, like Google and all the other ones out there, they want to bring them up to speed. And I completely get that. But they're doing it in such a way that it's going to be so far left-leaning, you're not going to know where to go. Let's wake up Wyoming. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm the best-looking bitch in the world, but I'm a solid eight and a half at Walmart, and where I come from, that actually means something. Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say that. Take Glenn anywhere with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six forty-eight. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box, which is actually more outside than inside right now. I mean, if it, for, for the outside to be colder than your studio, Frank, I mean, that's just nasty. And it's been that way. Yeah. Although, you know, we're down to our last day here. Okay. Well, we'll know, so we'll, we'll make it. We're going to slowly work our way out of this. It's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Now, I didn't know this was a thing and until this weekend. Then I ended up talking to a young lady involved in Wyoming's strongman team. Wyoming strongman. Yes, and there's is women. What, is that what the fire department? There's men and women on the strongman team. They're a weightlifting team. 
Oh, they're, oh okay. and, and they're from all over the region. i uh, give you some of the areas here. Douglas, Sheridan, Glenrock, Thermopolis, to name a few places. Okay. All right. So they had actually their strongman competitions around the country. Mm-hmm. And they had actually gotten Wyoming into the finals. Okay. And so I'm all ready to post an article this morning about, hey, they're in the finals. Did you know they had it? We have a strongman team. They're in the finals. I didn't know. And they were looking for sponsors and all of that to help them get there. And then this was posted this morning. The Wyoming strongman team will not be in the finals. Two of our men unable to go because of injuries. Oh. And the, those two dropping out does it for the team. They can't. Oh. Yeah, they don't have. That's what I said. So the young lady who was uh, on the team posting pictures, and by the way, her arm is thicker than your leg. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. She was nice enough to say, yes, you can use those pictures and let me post the article about what they're doing. I'm thinking they're going to be ready for next year. There, there, there's, always, there's always things for them to do once they get healthy. Uh, yeah, they, they, once they get healthy, they'll try to do that all over again. But you figure, boy, those people, it, those are the kind of injuries where you're going to get injured just oh, working yeah. out, getting ready, considering what these people lift. Yeah, that's, that, that's tonnage. Yeah, on the other hand, if you should ever get a flat tire and your jack isn't working... Call, call the strong Any man one team. of them. Or that lady I was talking to. She'll just pick up the back end of your car. I don't care what you're <laughs> driving. You can be driving on Humvee. And she'll just pick up the back end and just hold it there okay. while you change the tire. I mean, it won't be a problem at all. But anyway, so they, they were ready to go into the finals for us. Didn't make it. The story's on the Wake Up Wyoming website. Gotcha. All right, men's college basketball from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys beat Fresno State in Laramie on Saturday afternoon at the buzzer, 68-67. A quail caught nailed one in just in time to uh, beat the buzzer for the win. That's the second time Cod has done that this season. He also beat San Jose State as time expired. This was a win the Cowboys desperately needed to get the 2-2 two and two in Mountain West play, 9-8 and eight overall. Cod finished with 12 points. Brendan Wetzel with 17. Sam Griffith with 16. Fresno drops a 7-9 and nine overall, 0-3 oh in late play. The Cowboys will meet Nevada on Saturday night in Larry. In women's junior college basketball from over the weekend, Casper College improved the 14-4 with a 78-65 win over 24th-rated Western Nebraska from Scotts Bluff on Friday at the T-Bird Gym. Kelly Walsh High School grad Logan Alvar at 15 points for the T-Birds. They'll host Central Wyoming College on Thursday. High school football, the head coaches have been announced for the 51st annual Shrine Bowl that will be in Casper on the 8th of June. Torrington's Russell Steinmetz will coach the South and Buffalo's Rob Hammond will coach the North. Hammond was the North's head coach back in 2019. National Football League playoffs is one game today and one game tonight. The Buffalo Bills with former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen will host Pittsburgh this at 2.30. This game was moved back to today thanks to a huge snowstorm in western New York over the weekend. Bills are 11-6 and six and surged uh, at the end to win the AFC East. And tonight in the NFC, Tampa Bay will host Philadelphia. Yesterday in postseason play, the Detroit Lions won a playoff game for the first time in 32 years with a 24-23 home win over the Los Angeles Rams. The Lions had lost their last nine playoff games. This is only their second postseason win since 1957. Green Bay ran Dallas right off the field in their 48-32 win yesterday. It was supposed to be another. It was another one and out for Dallas who was the second seed in the NFC playoffs. By the way, the supposed America's team hasn't been to the Super Bowl in 28 years. And we'll see if owner Jerry Jones gives head coach Mike McCarthy the boot. Maybe 
maybe replaces him with the legendary Bill Belichick, who parted ways with New England. Cowboys have taken an absolute beating on social media, which is kind of entertaining. And in the AFC on Saturday, Kansas City over Miami 26-7 in frigid conditions in KC. And then Houston beat Cleveland 45-14. That's in sports. Okay, so I came across a meme today. There's a Cowboys fan, and he was causing a ruckus at one of the games. So security forces Dallas Cowboy fan to stay and watch the entire game. (laughs) (laughs) Glenn, there are hundreds of those berating the Dallas Cowboys up and down. Oh my God! So (laughs) it is so entertaining to watch because you know those those fans think that they've been God's gift to football, which Uh, they have not. Right. But they are just there's hundreds of those hundreds. Okay. Well, you know that's what happens when you think you're all that, but your team sucks. Just, well, yeah, they, they played badly at the wrong time. Okay. And that's cool for, you know, for the rest of the country. Yeah, that's right. I mean, hey, it makes Denver look good. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. I got Rollins News Time after that national local update on weather forecast. Again, that forecast is important. You'll hear we're going to slowly work our way out of this Arctic freeze, and it kind of ebbs and flows during the week. If the forecast holds next weekend's going to be Pretty nice. That's all in your forecast coming up in just a few minutes after news. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of the time. Wake up, Wyoming. It is a Monday. I know. Uh, long, cold start to the day. I mean, really is. Right now, where I am, minus 15. Now, if you heard your local forecast on your local radio station, we will be slowly but surely ebbing and flowing and gradually warming up as the week goes on. It's going to take a while. Don Day's on 745. He and I will have a nice long talk about that weather forecast and how things gently improve by the weekend. Theoretically, that's still a few days off. Hang in there. We'll take a look at it. Today's show is sponsored by the original cell phone hairbrush. Talk about looking good. So um, I do have a homeless story all geared up and ready to go here. I just hope that I, before this big winter chill hit on my way to work one morning, I was looking at a homeless guy out in the street where I live. And thinking, wow, you better find someplace warm because it's about to drop. I'm pleased to say when I was driving into work this morning, there was nobody outside. I think everybody found shelters somewhere. In the meantime... Warning. We're sorry, but due to winter conditions, Wyoming is closed. If you are interested in winter recreation or just passing through, we just can't help you right now. Honestly, we're okay with it. Y'all are crazy out there, and we needed a break. It's cold. See, that's the nice thing at least about Wyoming cold. And by the way, it was actually colder in Wyoming than it was on the surface of Mars during the course of the weekend. Yeah, it it keeps the riffraff out is basically what we're saying. And by riffraff, I don't mean the homeless people. I mean people from Colorado don't want to come up here and get any colder. So it's just a whole lot nicer without them there. All right. Going back to the days of Rush Limbaugh. He's the one who introduced this song to us. Ain't got no home 
like a girl. He sounds a little bit like a frog. I'll give him the frog thing anyway. But the whole girl thing, I never bought it. You'll hear what I mean. Here he comes. Starts by singing like a girl. You tell me if he even sounds anything remotely like it. Here we go. I ain't got a man. Don't think so. I ain't got a son. Say nice try. But that's not even a nice try. jumps into the frog thing. Now, again, the frog is close, not bad, although I've never heard a frog sing except on that episode of the Bugs Bunny show. And that frog really had a great voice. He could dance, too. The frog. I ain't got a mother. was introduced us back in the days when Rush Limbaugh was first uh, getting national acclaim. And he brought out Clarence Frogman Henry, which none of us knew of back then, because it just was not exactly a hit song, was it? Okay, here's the story for you. Hang on, let me clear some ads that popped up. Okay, Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court, agrees to take up a case involving homelessness. Cities on the West Coast, or he says, have been fighting the two... Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Now, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals used to be called the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals because they were so far left. But anyway, decisions which limit their ability to remove homeless encampments. Uh, the 2018 Boise decision and the 2022 Grant Pass Oregon decisions effectively mean that cities like San Francisco and Los Angeles can't clear their sidewalks or parks unless... They have a bed to offer every homeless person in the jurisdiction. So unless you got a place to put him, they have nowhere else to go. What well, that's what the court was essentially saying. These folks have nowhere else to go. So if you clear them off the street, they do what then? Go to another street somewhere. Go to another city and do the same thing. So if you're going to clear them off the street, you need to have a bed for them. Is what the court said. But as many, including the mayor of San Francisco pointed out, many homeless people routinely refuse offers of shelter because they'd rather remain on the streets. In effect, this means the courts are requiring cities and counties to have open beds they know will never be filled. Governor Newsom and the cities of Los Angeles and San Francisco and Portland, Phoenix and others have asked the Supreme Court to take up these nine circuit court decisions and overturn them, arguing they leave no recourse for the cities who want just to clear the streets. Today, the Supreme Court is going to have a look. The Supreme Court said Friday it will consider whether state and local officials can punish homeless individuals for camping, sleeping in public places 
when shelter beds are not available. This has, by the way, uh, bearing here in Wyoming, Casper, Wyoming, last summer was having a bit of a problem by Casper's standards. There were some, there was that whole hotel, the entire hotel was taken over, an abandoned hotel, which was abandoned in perfect order. Beds made and everything was taken over by homeless people once they found out the place had just been left. They closed the doors, locked them, and walked away and did nothing at the hotel. So homeless people had taken over. But also homeless problems on the street and so on around the Casper area. And so Casper was trying to take up an ordinance dealing with homelessness. And they called it camping because they didn't know what, what else do you call it. If somebody decides to set up a tent on a sidewalk, what do you do? Yeah. So you have some place for them to go. And uh, talking to the mayor at the time, he said... The problem also is that some homeless shelters can't take some of these people in. They can't. Because you got a person who just is out of control between the drugs and the violence and so on. There's no way to keep them. So they were trying to give something to the police, some kind of power to the police to allow them to do something with homeless people. But even Casper would have to deal with these Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals rulings, which is now in front of the, going to be in front of the Supreme Court. So the justices, the story says, will review a lower court decision that declares it unconstitutional to enforce anti-camping laws against homeless individuals when they have nowhere else to sleep. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit Court, which covers western states, including California, Oregon, Washington, even here in Wyoming, first held a 2018 18th Amendment protection against cruel and unusual punishment, prohibiting cities from criminalizing public camps when shelter is unavailable. The city of Grants Pass, Oregon, asked the justices to overturn a similar recent decision involving civil fines and warned that the ruling would paralyze cities across the West from addressing safety and public health concerns created by tents and makeshift structures. Ninth Circuit decision, the officials said, standing in the way of comprehensive response to the growth of public encampments. So the ruling was, at the time, met with a lot of criticism with the appeals court itself. And the entire bench decided narrowly against reconsidering it by a 14 to 13th vote. The decision was dubious, says the story. So, okay. Officials representing city and state governments argue that people living on the streets who decline efforts to relocate to a temporary shelter are therefore by choice, in other words, voluntarily homeless. We gave you a place to go. You said no. Therefore, you are choosing to be homeless. That's because a body of case law dealing with the rights of homeless people hinges on the concept, the story says, of whether a person's conduct is voluntary or not. Courts have largely found that punishing someone for an involuntary status, well, you, you can't do that is essentially what they're saying. All right, so how the court rules in this way, you're just going to have to wait and see. No clue. Interesting question, which will have ramifications on how your local government handles homelessness. Who put the toaster oven on six? I mean, that's not even good toast. Four is good toast. Five is burnt toast. But six? What were you cremating in my toaster oven? Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. He's not a politician, but his pants are on fire. Could someone grab an extinguisher? 
Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Seven twenty-one is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. I didn't want to see this. The temperature where I am is gone down just a little bit more, which typically happens at sunrise. Usually, not always, but usually, just before sunrise, the temperature will dip just a little bit more, then come back up again. So where I'm at, I'm at minus sixteen. And during the course of the weekend, I did put up a story in the Wake Up Wyoming site because on, fr- on Saturday morning, I'd ask people, hey, what's the temperature where you are? And got answers from not just all over the region, but quite a few areas around the country as well. Man, there's some temperatures that really drop down, even especially in our region here. So I did a whole post showing just you know some of the worst of the temperatures out there. All right, so I was talking about the Supreme Court and homelessness. And they're going to take a look at a decision from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals some years ago, which said a city cannot just go to a homeless person or homeless encampment and just tell them, get lost and and move them along. You have to give them a place to go. If you're going to tell them, get off the street, because sometimes they just literally camp on a street corner. Denver can tell you about that. They just camp on a street corner somewhere. So if that's the case, where are they going to go? Do you have a bed for them? Well, if you don't have a bed for them, you can't tell them to leave. The cities have been complaining, but what happens if we have a bed for them, but they refuse it? Then can we kick them out? All right. So where I'm here in Wyoming, the temperatures have gotten low enough that there's nobody on the street right now. I hope not. They're not, literally, they're not going to survive it. And hopefully they have some place to go. But this gets down to, we've had this conversation on this program before, where people... We'll call into the show and say, well, we just need to run them off. The problem is they just go somewhere else, and they also come back. So we haven't solved the problem. The real answer is to take a look at why are people homeless and try to solve for that. It also gets back to I don't have a lot of faith in government programs. I really don't. We've seen what government programs have done over the years, and it just really doesn't solve the problem. In fact, I can show you where government programs have actually even made the problem worse. So I'm not a big uh, fan of government programs, but I do love the work that church and civic groups will do in the community. So if that's the case, maybe we can look for a solution there. But what do you do about drug addiction? Some people who just like being drifters, there's those who just drop out of society and they live the drifter lifestyle. There are people with mental disorders of various kinds. There are veterans who were, they, they might have done fine, but then war scarred them and you see where it's left. There's also people who just hit hard times. There's nothing wrong with them. There's sometimes people hit hard times, they have nowhere to go. And so they wind up on the street somewhere. All right. So there's a whole host of problems. It's not just one thing. There's a whole host of problems here. So what do we do to take care of that? Is I've asked this question on the air before, and I'm still asking the question because it's not something that's easy to answer. And human beings in modern-day society have been trying to answer this question for a very long time. And we've not yet actually found the answer to this. So I don't know what to tell you right now. But I do know this much, just sweeping them up and pushing them off is not going to solve the problem. We have a whole host of issues from drug addiction. I was watching last week, there was a congressional hearing 
on some of the worst drugs that humanity has ever seen. I mean, you growing up, when you were young, think of the worst drugs out there. All right, we have stuff today that by far tops that. In fact, even just marijuana is far more potent than it was just some years ago. Right? So with that in mind, with drugs worse than ever before, let's have some congressional hearings, right? All right, fine, if you want to go talk to Congress about it. But with all that government has done to try to solve the drug problems in America, how has that gone? I would say that our government has completely lost the war on drugs. They did a long time ago. What the answer to that is, I don't know. When it comes to helping people who have mental dis- drug problems and mental disorders and other things that make people homeless, what does your government do? Your government has been trying for, well, many, many, many decades. Since long before you and I were ever born, your government has been trying to solve those problems. And where has it led us? All right, so I know now what doesn't work. I think we can both agree on we know what doesn't work. We know who not to talk to. Now, there's the next problem. So what do we do that does work? There's where this gets difficult. I mean, you're sitting there scratching your head and going, I don't know. That's the problem. We don't know. Now, I do know there are times when homelessness is not as bad, and there's other times when homelessness is very bad. And I think part of the solution, I've often thought, part of the solution is let's take a look at during those times in American history when there's always homelessness. It's always going to happen. During those times when it wasn't all that bad, what was going on in society? And don't just look at economics. Look at mental health and substance abuse and so on. Figure out what was America like during those times when homelessness and drug addiction and et cetera, et cetera, were much lower. Then take a look at those times when it was much higher. Now let's compare the two. So at least we can start to identify what's going wrong. And if we can identify what's going wrong, maybe we can start working towards some sort of a solution. But this goes back to just sweeping them off your street and saying, get out of here, isn't a solution to the problem because they either just go to another city and do the same thing, or they leave for a bit and come back to your city and do the same thing. So there's not one answer to this, and there's no easy answer to this. I do know that's why I was looking at here in Wyoming, the city of Casper, trying to give some power to the police to be able to do something. And I do see active in our communities here in Wyoming, a lot of church and civic groups are really active in trying to help people in need as best they can. But also some of these groups have flat out admitted to me that, you know, some of these people, you can't help them. They're so far gone. They're, they're just such a mess there's no way to actually help these people. They can be that bad. All right? So I've left like people have been for a very long time with a lot of questions, no answers at this point, unfortunately. Coming up on local news right after local news update on the weather forecast, you and I get back into it. 7.45, Don Day comes on and talks about the weather. And it is a slow crawl out of these sub-zero temperatures. Like I said, where I am right now, it reads minus 16. So it's a slow crawl out that kind of ebbs and flows. Sometimes it snows, sometimes it doesn't. 
And eventually we get out of this, hopefully by next weekend. Don Day will explain the whole thing to us. Warming up a bit means wind. Wind means blowing snow. You know the drill. Let's wake up Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. I'm so happy to be here, yeah. I'm just happy to be here. Still, I know the world's on fire, the situation's dire. A lot of work and courage gonna be required, but... I'm just happy to be here. So, let's see. Hello, DJ and Gillette, Owl and Hillsboro, I.D. John and Grand and Canyon, Jim's and Casper. I like Jim's. I hate to start the week on a negative note, but he's talking temperatures there. DJ and Gillette, he actually, made, I was going to go on to another topic, but I saw your note here, and I went, nope, actually, it's a good point to bring up. Since I was talking about homelessness and the problem, and it is a big problem right now, and allowing a bunch of illegals to come in from other countries is not helping things, making it far worse. Now, as far as people who are drug addicts or have mental disorders or whatever the case is, DJ says, we used to institutionalize them, which made the homeless problem a lot less. Well, true. But I also remember the state of those institutions because not all, but most mental institutions were run by government. There were private institutions, if you had a family member that had an issue, you can go ahead and pay to put your family member in a facility. And chances are the private-run facility would be better than your government-run facility. Not always the case, but in a lot of cases it could be. But also because of the number of people who had issues of whatever kind, substance abuse, just different mental disorders, whatever the case is, your government did open up a inst- institutions all over the place to put people in to try to take care of them. Now, if you want to know how bad it is, first off, go read the book or watch the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And I look at that and I think, not actually too far from... In fact, in some cases, it was worse. Um, trying to remember, there was back in... DJ, maybe you can help me, back in the... It was Geraldo Rivera. What was that back in the 70s or early 80s? One of the other. It's what made Geraldo Rivera famous. And he had gone to some institution. Now, the problem is he faked some things. Like they show him sneaking into the institution. He didn't sneak into the institution. He faked sneaking into the institution. But he walked up and down the hallways of different mental institutions in America and just showed the condition. Again, that's part of what made Geraldo Rivera famous was showing the condition of American mental institutions. And because of that, there was outrage over it. And so a lot of government, well, all government-run institutions pretty much were around the country, were just shut down. And so where do these people go? Not everybody has family to go to. Or if they do have family, their family doesn't want them. So where do they go? What do they do? There's the problem. And so they wind up on the street. So we could always do the thing that we did before, reopen American mental institutions if you want something like that to be government-run. 
But you know what happens when government runs things. In every single case, you see what happens when government runs things. Even the conditions of your schools, from public schools to college, take a look at the conditions of the schools. This is what happens when you let government run things, how bad it can actually get. And so that's why I don't trust them to do it, which is why I say when it comes to the homeless problem, we can identify a lot of the problems. And I think we do. We need to do a little bit more work to figure out why at times we have less homelessness and times we have more homelessness. And it's not, it's not just going to be economic reasons. There's going to be a lot of different reasons for this. But when we figure this out, the next thing is, well, what do we do about it? Because with the number of people we have on the street and here again, allowing the number of illegal immigrants to come pouring over our borders into our country like we are right now is not helping the problem. It really isn't because we don't know where to put these people. We have no idea where to put these people. And so they're going to end up being added to the homeless population unless at some point they decide that's just enough of that and they decide they just want to go back home to where they were from because maybe it was better there. Not sure. As I talk about this, if it sounds like I'm struggling for an answer, I am. I would love to have the answer. If I had the answer to this, I, you could consider me a brilliant person because human beings have been trying to solve this problem for how long? America has been trying to solve this problem for how long? Right, and at times the problem is worse than others, but we've never solved the problem. So we don't really know what to do about this now. All right, Don Day's coming up. We're going to have a live conversation. I'm going to have a live conversation. Not you, not we. I'm going to have a live conversation with him about the weather forecast for the next five to six days. There is some improvement, although it's slow and hard going. Almond milk? Who bought almond milk? That's not a thing, is it? I mean, you can't get milk from almonds. Yep, there you have it. A new level of crazy. And you heard it here first. Start your day the right way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, let's see. A couple of notes that I got here. One early this morning from my producer, Miss Mary. It's too cold to be alive. We should put humanity on hold. And I did a little bit of research showing that this weekend it was actually colder in Wyoming than on the surface of Mars. How's that for a forecast on day? Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, quite a change from what we were getting used to in December, that's for sure. Yeah, really, that was quite a switch. Now, in looking ahead, well, first off, do you know what the all-time low for Wyoming was over the weekend? Do you have that number? No, you know, I don't. I haven't had time to to go through all the the data. But, I mean, we had a lot of places Saturday morning like Gillette. You know, there was 36 below at one time. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of minus 30s. And if you have a lot of minus 30s, I can guarantee that somebody – Somewhere, probably hit 40 below. Oh, okay. Now, when we look at the forecast, and I would spend some time doing that, not just listening to your podcast with Cowboy State Daily, but looking at the forecast ahead as best I could. And I noticed that we do get out of this, but winter's not going to go away that fast. I mean, it's it's going to be quite a fight to get back up to nicer temperatures. It is. We've, we've seen basically a fundamental pattern change. I mean, the pattern that we had in 
in uh, really since just after Thanksgiving through most of December, where we really didn't have much winter, uh, that's gone. That pattern's gone. And it really looks like it's just going to be good old fashioned winter uh, weather through the rest of this month and into the month of February. Uh, it's going to be kind of a bit of a roller coaster this week. We are going to see the deep Arctic air overhead through tomorrow morning. It's going to start to retreat to the east tomorrow into Wednesday. But rule of thumb, you're always going to get a period of winds picking up uh, when Arctic air retreats. And we've got some blowing snow problems coming. It's not a big problem today, but blowing snow is going to become a problem uh, tomorrow and into Wednesday and Thursday in the usual areas that have a problem with this, that would be Interstate 80, also I-25 as well, and adjacent roads and highways. And then we also see Arctic air kind of having a, a resurgence into the northern and eastern part of the state uh, Thursday into Friday. And that's going to drop temperatures again after they go up for a couple of days. Then temperatures are going to start to go back up again over the weekend. Uh, so it's going to be back and forth. But the bottom line is it's it's very much a harsh winter weather pattern even even after temperatures moderate it's not gonna it's not gonna be a picnic by any means what's gonna be interesting is if on saturday or sunday you step outside and it's 40 degrees you're gonna wonder why you complained about 40 degrees just a few days ago weather is all relative <laughs> weather is very much what have you done for me later. that's exactly right yeah so it, you know, 40 degrees did feel kind of chilly a little while ago, but, you know, when you get to minus 40 degrees and then bounce back to plus 40 degrees, there's a big difference, Don. Okay, we'll stick with you throughout the week, and we'll muddle through this. Sounds good. All right, Don Day with Day Weather. Yeah, okay, we get out of this, and his forecast, along with some other notes on that, is on the Wake Up, Weather, uh, Wake Up Wyoming site this morning. You can go ahead and have a look at that in detail if you want. Off to the icebox. Frank Gambino keeping warm in the icebox compared to what it is outside. Frank, I looked it's not it up. That, it's not, well, no. it's cold. Yeah, but it's better than outside. Well, right. Yeah. I did look up the forecast. It was actually colder in Wyoming than on Mars over the weekend. I, I, I think it was the same temperature as Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. So if we're like at, you know, just to pick a number, if we're at negative 40 and Mars is at negative 30, Mars suddenly sounds inviting. No, there's there's no there's nothing there's no casinos in Mars. There's no casino. Well, there's I look no, at this there's way: no, there's no football on for Mars. those people who yeah. move to Mars to get away from it all. They can go to the moon; it's closer. They, well, but I mean, Mars has a bit of an atmosphere. While Mars does have wind, the atmosphere is so light you don't really notice that. There's no taxes on Mars. No, 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 no. There's no there's no gravity either. There's, well, no, there's gravity. Just not like here on Earth, which means you can bounce higher. That's kind of you don't need to buy the kids a bouncy house. Just jump up and down on Mars. But here's the problem, Frank. Some years ago, we started landing robots on Mars. Mars is now entirely populated by robots. But I think they're all dead. I uh, no, they're all they're roving around right now. And as they evolve over time, they're not going to be happy with us no. for abandoning them. Then, so it's okay. You know, what would you rather do? Live here on Earth? We have a lot of problems on Earth. Or are you okay with eventual killer robots? I'll t I'll I'll take life on Earth. You take life on Earth. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. at this point, Mars is sounding more and more inviting to me, especially because. You know, if again, if you want to live without neighbors, you got it. There's no neighbors out there. If you're the only person on Mars, Frank, you rule Mars. Yes, but you wait until the temperature <clears throat> on Mars is 123 below. Yes. 
Well, that's when you just stay inside like you did this weekend. Right. And just simple as that. Yeah. But other than that, you got all... Hey, look, let's face it. Some of Wyoming kind of looks like Mars. Very much so. Okay, so... That's why they've shot movies out here, space movies. The only downside, really, is you can't go driving up the road to go ahead and get yourself some beer and come back no, home. No, no, yeah, no. that's the problem with Mars. Men's college basketball from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys beat Fresno State at the buzzer on Saturday afternoon in Laramie, 68-67. A quell caught nail one as the time expired for the win. That's the second time Cott has done this this season. He beat San Jose State at the buzzer, too. This win was something the Cowboys desperately needed. So now they're 2-2 two and two in Mountain West play, 9-8 and eight overall. Cott finished with 12 points. Brendan Wetzel with 17. Sam Griffith with 16. Fresno State drops to 7-9 and nine overall and 0-3 and in league play. And the Cowboys will meet Nevada on Saturday night in Laramie. Women's Junior College Basketball, Casper College improved the 14-4 with a 78-65 win over 24th rated Western Nebraska on Friday at the T-Bird Gym. Kelly Walsh High School grad Logan Alvar had 15 points for the T-Birds to host Central Wyoming College from Riverton on Thursday. High school football, the head coaches have been announced for the 51st annual Shrine Bowl that will be in Casper on June the 8th. Torrington's Russell Steinmetz will coach the South and Buffalo's Rob Hammond will coach the North. Hammond was the North's head coach back in 2019. National Football Football League playoffs, just one game today and one game tonight. Now this afternoon, the Buffalo Bills uh, with former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen will host Pittsburgh at 2.30. The game was moved back to today thanks to a huge snowstorm in western New York over the weekend. Bills were 11-6 and and they surged, to, surged at the end to win the AFC East. Tonight in the NFC, Tampa Bay will host Philadelphia. Yesterday in postseason play in the NFL, the, De- the Detroit Lions won a playoff game for the first time in 32 years with a 24-23 home win over the Los Angeles Rams. The Lions had lost their last nine playoff games, and this is only their second postseason win since 1957. Green Bay ran the Dallas Cowboys right off the field in their 48-32 win yesterday in Texas. It's yet another one and out for Dallas, who was the second seed in the NFC playoffs. By the way, the supposed America's team has been to the Super Bowl, just their last Super Bowl appearance, 28 years ago. And we'll see if owner Jerry Jones gives head coach Mike McCarthy the boot. Maybe replaces him with the legendary Bill Belichick, who parted ways with New England. Cowboys have taken an absolute beating on social media about this loss, which is pretty entertaining. In the NFC AFC on Saturday, Kansas City beat Miami 26-7 in frigid conditions in KC. And Houston a win over Cleveland that first round of the playoffs by the final score of 45-14. That's in sports. So when's the last time you went to a Super Bowl? 1985, I went okay. to one. Okay. It was in New Orleans, I'm and it just, was indoors. Oh, I'm just saying, when you complain, well, they haven't been to a Super Bowl in 25 years. When's the last time you went, Frank? Uh, 1985. Okay, well, there you go. 15 and 20, you know. Okay, so you're doing better than that team anyway. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I I, I had a blast. I don't remember most of it, but I I do remember the game. you had a blast because you don't remember most of it. Yeah. I remember the train ride. We took a train from Chicago to New Orleans, and that train never stopped. Wow. I mean, not moving. I mean, the the party. Yes, the party never stopped. Maybe it was only quiet from like... 3.30 3.30 in the morning till 5.30 in the morning. So you never got to use the sleeper bunk. Uh, no, I just no. I was in my chair and just yes. like, where are we? All right, yeah, Mr. Joe, okay, sounds good. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
8.06 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is cold out there. I know you know that. Temperatures really haven't budged much where I am. I'm at minus 16 according to the thermometer in front of me here. Don Day says we'll slowly work our way out of this with a little bit of backsliding and forward, back and forth we go through this week until we get into the weekend, which shouldn't be all that bad. All right. Some interesting things this hour. Hang on. This is going to be really different. Today's show is sponsored by the original cell phone hairbrush. Talk about looking good. So just so you know, for those people who are wondering about coming up to Wyoming over this week on business pleasure, whatever it may be, we're closed. Warning. We're sorry, but due to winter conditions, Wyoming is closed. If you are interested in winter recreation or just passing through, we just can't help you right now. Honestly, we're okay with it. Y'all are crazy out there, and we needed a break. It's cold. All right. I'll get to open phones in just a bit. Now, first off, I'm going to back off and do one more thing. I know enough with the sound effects already, but hang on. You're going to need this one. If I'm seeing this correctly... Today is Dr. Martin Luther King Day. We commemorate him on this day. And on a ridiculously large television they have in the studio with me, they're showing different commemorations around the country. Now, just a moment ago, they were live at a church in Atlanta, Georgia, where Dr. King had been. And there's a whole group of people up front because there's the choir in the background, of course, the congregation and things like this. And a bunch of people sitting up front who will be the speakers for Martin Luther King Day. Among the people up front who will be the speakers is Liz Cheney. <laughs> I know. Sorry to bring her up on a Monday. She's going to be one of the speakers? Okay. So she's going to an event like this to speak. For what reasons? You know she wants to climb her way back up the political ladder. So you appear at events like this, if that's what you're doing. Everything, she's going to run for president. Oh, not this time anyway. But all right, there's that. And I just thought I would go ahead and mention that. Now, I had something. I'm going to take the story that I had and put it aside because it just suddenly struck me. Today, Dr. Martin Luther King Day. And I started thinking during that news information break, there's a lot of things that Dr. King said that I wish today's ultra-left, I mean the hardcore left, would listen to. As they celebrate him today, do you remember what he said? Because so much of what is preached to us by the left goes completely against things that Dr. Martin Luther King said. So I called up just moments ago his I Have a Dream speech. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing, and it's an incredible speech. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. I'm going to go through just some of the highlights. He said, in a sense, we have come to our nation's capital to cash a check. When the architects of our great republic, I'm glad he calls it a republic because that's what we are. When the architects of our great republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note, he said, was a promise to all men, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So he says, it's obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note. All right, going a little bit 
down further. He says, now is the time to make the real promise of democracy. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation. Okay. And he talks about now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. I think that was an important line because he's talking about, in all of those lines, he's talking about all of us. He wasn't just talking about black people in America. He was talking about everybody. Now, that, I think, is an important note. And I'm going somewhere with this. Hang on. He says, there will neither be rest nor tranquility in America until the color citizen is granted citizen rights. We cannot be satisfied as long as a color person's basic mobility is from a smaller ghetto to a larger one. Okay. Now, again, I'm, I'm skipping down, giving you the idea of what he said here. I still have a dream. Now, here comes the I have a dream part, which made the speech famous, which is why he was one of the greatest speakers in American history. This is so well done. It's a dream deeply rooted in the American dream, he said. Now, the reason I say that I would like some people on the hardcore left to take a look at this speech is because according to the hardcore left, the American dream is dead. It is not. The American dream is an idea that anybody can achieve if they put their hearts and minds and backs into it and work for it. Anybody can achieve great things or even just moderate things if you want. If all you wanted to do was just have a good job, a house in the suburbs and a family and so on, you can do that. Anybody can. The American dream is not dead. And it was Dr. King's dream. He said, I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths self-evident that all men are created equal. So in other words, you don't, don't ridicule someone because of the color of their skin. Those people, for example, scream about white privilege, right? There is, let me see if I can back up real quick here to some of the notes I had today. There was a controversy at an American university. Uh, there we go. Josh, was it John Hopkins? Yeah, John Hopkins University. And what had happened was their director of equity and inclusion had, she'd written this, and this is shocking to a lot of people, and I'm glad there was backlash against it. She wrote privilege is a set of unearned benefits given to specific people of specific groups. And some people, white people, she said, are privileged whether they know it or not. She named privileged groups, white people, able-bodied people, heterosexuals, cisgender, males, Christians, middle or owning class people, middle or owning class people, middle-aged people, English-speaking people, all these people are privileged. And then she goes to excoriate privileged people and how we have to fight back against them and et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's good to see that she's the director of equity and inclusion at her college, and there was backlash against that. Now, let's go back to what Dr. King was talking about, where everybody would be created equal. And I think the most important part of the speech where you don't judge a person by the color of their skin. I'm skipping down again. He says, I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with heat and oppression of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. 
I have a dream that one day down in Alabama, it's uh, gov- is victorious racist with his governor, his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification. That one day uh, will, that one day right down in Alabama, little black boys and little black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and little white girls as sisters and brothers. Did you hear what he just said there? He has a dream. I'm going to go back again. Down in Alabama. Little black boys and little black girls will join hands with the little black boys and little uh, little white boys and little white girls as sisters and brothers. He said, I have a dream that one day every valley shall be engulfed, every hill shall be exalted, every mountain shall be made low, the rough places will be made plains, the crooked places will be made straight, the glory of the Lord. This is where he's being a preacher here. Uh he also talks about, here again, I think one of the most important lines in here that a person is judged by the content of their character, as I said just a moment ago, and not the color of their skin. As he talks also about those little boys and girls basically playing together, joining hands and playing together, and they don't care what the other person's race is or where they came from. It's not even just a matter of race, it's a matter of social status. So somebody has more money than you. Someone's richer than you. So it's about the content of a person's character that you judge somebody. Not by where they came from. Not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And yes, you can define good character. It's actually very easy to define someone of good character. They don't lie. They don't steal. They don't manipulate. You know, things like that. They work hard. They achieve. They're not a burden on the rest of society. Things like that. This makes a person of good character, and it's that simple. And what their color is, what their race is, what their social status is, as far as how much money they have or don't have, or what neighborhood they're from, doesn't matter. That's what Dr. King was talking about. And as I take a look at all of these different events, I hear the TV just went back to Atlanta, Georgia, where they're having a ceremony and a church that Dr. King was at. I look at this and I think, do the people in that church, but also the people on the, not just the left, the hardcore left, really understand the lessons of Dr. King? And would they think about it on a day like this? 817, wake up. Polish off that tin hat. You'll need it for this one. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Available on demand on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Eight twenty-two is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. We're reaching the open phone segment of this program. And Tyler is in Laramie. Morning, Tyler. Hey, good morning. I couldn't believe I was hearing you talk about that uh, Martin Luther King. Uh, I I lived through his uh, heyday. And uh, just like today, when a politician gets up in front of the cameras, what they say and what comes out of their mouth is often completely different than what their real agenda is. Now, Martin Luther King was a racial extortionist, nothing else. And he's been blown up into this uh, fictitious character. And the real person that pushed forward civil rights 
was James L. Farmer. Now, you don't hear about James L. Farmer. He was the one who taught Martin Luther King about the Gandhi method of nonviolent protest. Right. But what Martin Luther King did and his organization, like Jesse Jackson and Ralph Abernathy, they would go to a business and say, boy, you guys probably ought to give us a contribution or, you know, people might be protesting out here on Monday. And they did this time and time again. And it's very common knowledge. It's not like I just heard about right. that today. Well, I know Jesse but, uh, Jackson did. Wait, wait, hold on. I know Jesse Jackson did that. But where do you find you know, inf- they, where do I find information that shows that Martin Luther King was doing that? Well, it's been suppressed, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But uh, if you you know, spend, well, you spend some time down in Florida, and that's still yeah. part of the South. Uh, the business owners back in the fifties and sixties, uh, they're they're the ones that knew firsthand what was going on. And uh, I was in the uh, Kiwanis Club back in those days, and that that sort of thing would get talked about. Right. But uh, the the reason I wanted to talk with you directly this morning was about James Farmer. I grew up in Virginia, and he taught at uh, Mary Washington College. Now it's referred to the University of Mary Washington. And him and his family, they uh, often would appear at local events, and people would talk with them about you know what his contribution to that. Uh, equal rights movement, if you want to call it that. But the uh, the reason why he was discredited or ignored by the media was because he married a white woman, which in the early 60s was still considered quite taboo. And he was a fine man, and he spent uh, the latter part of his life teaching at the University of Mary Washington. That's what it's called now. But uh, uh, he's passed away now. But a fine man, and I think it's a shame that this extortionist uh, king gets held up as like a near-biblical right. figure. When uh, firsthand I, I saw, you know, when he would like look sidewards during his speeches, you know, and the people on the, his staff would smile and laugh, you know, because he was saying things that he knew would be sound bites for the media. So I, mm. every time somebody mentions him, I just think he's a... Okay. See, I, I have seen evidence over the years of uh, Jesse Jackson being one of them, and there's a few others out there that are still alive and going today Did it actually did that extortion thing. But well, if you can send me some evidence Ralph that Dr. Martin Luther King said that, I'd be willing to take a look at it, because I've never seen any evidence that Dr. King was involved in that. Well, he would never stand in front of a microphone and say, oh, we uh, blackmailed these businesses. No, of course not. But We're going to keep doing it. Well, neither neither does Jesse Jackson. <laughs> but again, send, send me, because there is evidence that, you know, again, Jesse Jackson, to name one, does that uh, to, to yeah. this day. But I'd like to see the evidence that Dr. King, I'll take a look at it if you send it to me. All right. Well, all I, I want people to do is, rather than just parrot what you're fed through the media is take a look at the reality that we have today mm-hmm. and when joe biden tells you that the border is secure right. you know that's a lie well that's joe now, biden i'm talking about martin luther king here do me a favor well, though I send me too, the evidence too. yeah send me the evidence it, and i'll be happy to take a look at it and read and see what you got but now kevin in wheatland I was alive when Martin Luther King was alive. I am throwing the BS flag on this guy. And uh, I would say, show me 
the evidence that he ever did such a thing. There are some leaders today, and again, Jesse Jackson's one of them, who does do that. But I would like to see any evidence that Dr. King did that. But here's the point that I was making since it's Dr. Martin Luther King Day. Here's the point that I was making on this. Is when you take a look at King's I Have a Dream speech, what was he talking about? Now, that's hailed as one of the greatest speeches in American history. What was he saying? He was saying that he's looking forward to a time when young black boys and girls and young white boys and girls will go play together and they don't care and their parents don't care. He was saying that uh, you should judge a person by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. He talked about America coming together as a nation where race or your social status, whether you're rich or not or where you're from, doesn't matter. What matters is the character of a person, the true character. Are they honest? Are they hardworking people? In other words, do they make their own way? They're not a burden to the rest of society. Things like this is what he was talking about. Now I have, and this is coming up next here, congressional hearings highlight how woke diversity initiatives are costing taxpayers. And one representative, Mike Waltz, talking about diversity and equity and inclusion said, what these authors say if you're white, you're incapable, you're incapable of not being racist. Think about that for a minute. That's what the left is doing today. The extreme left is saying that if you're a white person, then you are absolutely incapable of not being racist. And you need to be punished because and there's nothing you can do about it. It's like an original sin. There's nothing you can do about it. So we're going to treat you harshly because, well... You're of this privileged race because of your DNA. You're racist. That's what they're saying. Now, we'll dive into that in a bit. And remember, it's Martin Luther King Day we're celebrating today. And there's speeches and so on all over the place. Both banks are closed, national holiday, right? And yet, the people on the hardcore left who, who hold this, who hold Dr. King up, and as, as they are doing today, forget the most important lessons that he ever taught. Coming up on 8.30, local news coming your way, update on your weather forecast. Wake up, well. When you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Eight thirty-six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So I'm just keeping, I had to turn my microphone over to the side. A little bit more over here. <clears throat> Not where I usually sit, but I'm over on the side now. And I'm looking at the ridiculously large television that they put in the studio with me. Now, that television, so you know, some people look at it and go, it's not so big by today's standards, no. But it's so close to me on this wall right over there that uh, it's just too big. Well, I'm looking at a church in Atlanta, Georgia, where they're having a special ceremony. Because today's Martin Luther King today. If you're going to go to the bank, forget about it. It's Martin Luther King Day. And, of course, I've often said to many people who I know who are bureaucrats and bankers, including my oldest sister who's a bank manager, they've always talked to me about an upcoming holiday and day off. And I would have to remind them that days like this, 
the only people who get the day off itself is bankers and bureaucrats. Everybody else is working. I've had some of them try to argue with me about that. I really. So when you go on a three-day weekend, you go on a trip. Who's working the stores when you stop and get gas? Or when you go to a restaurant, who's working there? At the hotel, who's working there? Right. When you go shopping, who's going there? As you sit there eating lunch at some outdoor cafe, who's serving you? Who's cooking for you? As you watch truck goes by and you see offices open, who's working? Yeah, the only people who have this day off, bankers and bureaucrats. Now, at this church in Atlanta where the live television camera is, there's a service going on to commemorate Dr. King. There are some speakers that are up on stage waiting to get up, and they're each get, they're making short work of them. They're going through one speaker after the next, so nobody can really go on for quite a while. One of the speakers, uh, I hate to do it. Those of you who are listening earlier this hour already know where I'm going with this. For the rest of you, I'm sorry to do this, but one of the speakers is Liz Cheney. So... <laughs> I'm waiting for Liz to get up. Because my thought is, I, I, I pretty much guarantee that she's going to get up and talk about the need to preserve our republic. And it's basically going to be an anti-Trump speech. That's what I anticipate. I don't know. We'll see what she has to say. Philip and Casper, morning, Philip. He said, you're right, Glenn. Martin Luther King would be shocked at the transition from his vision in that speech to the identity politics that is taught to children today. And I think he would. Yeah, again, Martin Luther King talked about a country where we would all come together. Children would play together no matter their race. It wouldn't matter where their parents were in uh, financial status, where they lived, that we would all come together as American people. You would not judge a person by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. And good character is easy to define. But get a load of this. Story I have in front of me. Congressional hearing highlights how woke diversity initiatives cost taxpayers and hurt the military. A growing concern, progressive ideology on race and gender at all levels, U.S. military has sparked outrage and become the center of a congressional hearing. Critics have launched a barrage of attacks on progressive ideology, saying it infiltrates the ranks, calling it a waste of taxpayer dollars. At the center's grimacy, finding draws, I'm skipping ahead here, national security security and border security and foreign affairs is all being hurt by this policy. Quote, the risk of pro- progressive ideologies in U.S. military, where lawmakers and veterans pointed to examples like these, all- these ideologies influence the military. Service members who wear the uniform of their country do not want to see these things in the military at any workplace for that matter, said one former lieutenant colonel from the U.S. Space Force. There are few things taxpayers uh, of such, he said, feel very strongly about. This is one of them. And it talks about how much money has been poured into Woke Diversity Initiative, physical year 2024. A spike from requests of 86.5 million per year. Now it's about uh, 68 million more. Add that to the request. U.S. Representative Mike Waltz, Republican of Florida, spoke at a hearing blasting diversity, equity, and inclusion authors who have taught at the Air Force Academy. And he says, quote, 
What these authors say is that if you're white, you are incapable of not being racist. And that in itself is racist, he said. And by the way, these authors were lecturers at the Air Force Academy. That is diversity. It is destructive. I'm sorry, that is divisive, he said. It is destructive. And it is wrong. So the story goes on from there, but you get the idea. Now, for those who are wondering where I was going, well, I had another story all lined up. And that's when I realized it was Dr. Martin Luther King Day. And, oh, my sister is working. Okay. <laughs> my sister is in Lake Wales, Florida. I'm working. Yeah, but you're not a banker, though. You work with bankers. but Bankers and bureaucrats have the day off, sister dear, not you and I. But, okay, what he's saying is absolutely true. There's this hardcore left-wing ideology that, cons- that really, especially through diversity, equity, and inclusion, it's the opposite. It does the opposite of what they claim it's going to do. In fact, it divides people, mostly along racial lines, too, but also if somebody happened to do well, if somebody has become financially successful. I mean, the list goes on and on about how they work to divide people instead of bringing people together, which is why I brought up the speech of Dr. Martin Luther King. His I Have a Dream speech. The whole speech was about bringing us together, where the only way you judge a person is by the content of their character, not anything else. Not just not the color of their skin, but not anything else. Just what is good character. Now, when I said good character is easy to define... I'll put my money where my mouth is. What's easy to define here? Is the person honest? Because if they're a liar, if they're a manipulator, these are not good people. If they're also a bully, they're not good people. All of that tends to go hand in hand anyway. Usually bullies are liars and manipulators too. If they're a hardworking person who is determined to make their own way in this world and not be a burden on society, not a taker, but a producer, they insist on living that way, then you're looking at a person of good character. And when you take a look at this hardcore left ideology, they believe in all of the opposite of that, don't they? Which is why I say I would love for the people... On that hard, in that heart, steeped in that hardcore left ideology, to have to sit down and since they're always running classes on diversity, equity, and inclusion, let's sit them down in a class. And one of the things that they need to study is that I have a dream speech from Dr. Martin Luther King. Take a good look at what he was saying and why he was saying it, and you find why. And I don't know. Do you think is that? speech ever really taught today because it was when I was in school I remember a teacher taking some time to teach the I have a dream speech he was actually part of a class study that we had back when I was in high school and I look at it now and I think is that something we still do today I don't know it was lost somewhere I think 845 wake up like a strong cup of coffee in the morning tasteless but it'll get you through the day Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods.
48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Ambino's waiting. But oh my God, Frank, it's actually dropped two more degrees. It's minus 18. What? We got to put a stop to this. This, 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 this no, just no, enough. No. no, it was warmer when you and I showed up for work. All right, all right. <clears throat> this headline starts bad right away. Okay. Amateur treasure hunter. You know it's not going to end well. No, no. No, it's not. Because <laughs> they found something they didn't want to find. That's right. What it, what it is. Falls to his death. Okay, so this is not ending well already. In deep pit he dug. Okay, now you wonder how much worse could it get in his own kitchen. Wait, say that again now? Okay, so <laughs> I understand you wanted me to repeat that. Yeah. Amateur treasure hunter. Amateur treasure hunter. Falls to his death. Falls to his death. In deep pit he dug. Yes. In his own kitchen. In his kitchen. <clears throat> yes. What was what was he looking for? Well, and was I he doing plumbing. The, the first thing I think of is either A, he's not married, so he was able to dig a hole yeah. in his own kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Or B, he is married and his wife shoved him into the hole in his own kitchen. Either one works for me. Okay. A man died after falling down a 130-foot hole dug under his kitchen floor after dreaming there was gold buried under there. And let me see. It was uh, some old uh, legend about gold being in that area. He did research and found, ah, it's got to be right there. Right underneath my own house. Right underneath my own house. Why, I have the evidence to prove it. Well, now that he's down there at the bottom, I'd want to yell down, even though the guy is dead. What did you find? Dirt. Yes. So... uh, And those nuggets of gold, you know, I mean, they're tiny, 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 tiny. Yes. But, he, but then, so, the, so he digs this pit, yes. and the walls collapse. Well, now, see, in this case, the guy at the beginning had paid some other people a little bit of cash to help him dig the hole. Oh. But at some point, it got deep enough that they weren't, you couldn't pay them enough. <laughs> okay, did you? Yes. Was, so, was, what did, it, what did they find, like, <clears throat> hell? or? I, I don't the, know. The, no, Atlantis and the, the center of the earth? Or, you I know? have, yeah, and I still want to know. Now that you're all the way down there and we're dragging your dead... Now, if you're the guy who has to drag his dead body up, would you take a moment to check just to make sure there wasn't treasure? Uh, I, I would look for that first, yeah. All right, men's college basketball from over the weekend. Wyoming Cowboys, a win over Fresno State in Laramie on Saturday afternoon at the buzzer, 68-67. A Qualcott nailed that when his time expired for the victory. That's the second time Cott has done that this season. He also beat San Jose State at the buzzer. This was a win the Cowboys desperately needed, so they are now 2-2 two and two in Mountain West play, 9-8 and eight overall. Cott finished with 12 points. Brendan Wetzel, 17. Sam Griffith, 16. Fresno drops a 7-9 and nine overall, 0-3 oh in league play. The Cowboys will meet Nevada on Saturday night in Laramie. Women's Juco basketball. Casper College improved the 14-4 with a 78-65 win over 24th-rated Western Nebraska on Friday at the T-Bird Gym. Kelly Walsh High School grad Logan Alvar with 15 points for the T-Birds and they'll host Central Wyoming College on Thursday. In high school football, the head coaches have been announced for the 51st annual Shrine Bowl that will be in Casper in on June the 8th. Torrington's Russell Steinmetz will coach the South and Buffalo's Rob Hammond will coach the North. Hammond was the North head coach back in 2019. National Football League play playoffs. One game this afternoon at 2.30 and that's Buffalo taking on Pittsburgh. The Bills with former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback uh, had a nice surge to uh, win the AFC East and this game was moved to today 
after that big snowstorm in western New York over the weekend. So the Bills are 11-6. And six. and in the, tonight in the NFC, Tampa Bay will host Philadelphia. Yesterday in postseason play, the Detroit Lions won a playoff game for the first time in 32 years. How about that? They beat the Los Angeles Rams 24-23. The Lions had lost their last nine playoff games. This is only their second postseason win since 1957. Traditionally, they have been bad, 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 but... Here they are, winning a home playoff game. Green Bay ran Dallas right off the field in their 48-32 win. It's yet another one and out for Dallas, who is the second seed in the NFC playoffs. By the way, the supposed America's team hasn't been to the Super Bowl in 28 years, and we'll see if owner Jerry Jones gives head coach Mike McCarthy the boot and replaces him with a legendary Bill Belichick, who parted ways with New England. Cowboys have taken an absolute beating on social media, and that's always entertaining. Then in the AFC on Saturday, Kansas City beat Miami 26-7 in frigid conditions in case and Houston beat the Cleveland Browns 45-14. to That's it in sports. Okay, well, you've had a weekend for uh, some of this to be hashed out. Who's in the Super Bowl? Not yet. Okay, not yet. Not we'll, yet. We'll, 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 we'll see what, we'll see what happens okay. tonight, and then and, you know, and then next week we'll have a better idea. Okay, so you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys are out, and people love that. Okay. They... they it's like a national holiday. When yeah. they lose. <laughs> and did, did they lose out big time? Oh I mean, God! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Oh, okay. Because yeah. if you're going to get kicked out, I mean, yeah. hopefully you really get booted to the curb there. Apparently. And, they and then you see like, the billionaire Jerry Jones going, "I don't oh, know what shit. happened. What, I paid for what? Yeah, I paid exactly. Okay. I paid for what? All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. Oh, Redbeard is in Guernsey. Plan with the cold weather up here in Guernsey, Wyoming. The blood drive is still going on at 600 Chugwater Street from 1 till 6 today. That's Monday. That's today. So come on by. All right. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of news time, weather forecast, open phones, wake up Wyoming. tomorrow. Nine oh six the time. It's wake up Wyoming. It's a Monday. It's cold out there. And yet temperatures have actually dropped a little bit more. Where I am anyway, as the sun is coming up, the temperature is actually going down. But hang in there. As the week goes on, it slowly starts to improve. At least we'll get out of the serious negative numbers. Uh, 888-97-WOOD's the phone number. It is open phone. Today's show is sponsored by the original cell phone hairbrush. Talk about looking good. I got Micah in Cheyenne is on the phone with me this morning. Morning, Micah. Good morning. How are you? Now, life is good. Good. Um, last night on 60 Minutes, everybody should watch the repeat of that show to bring it back up and watch it. Oh, my gosh. They had medical advances that this one doctor was really doing research on and everything, both for Alzheimer's and for addictions, drug addiction. Mm. It was amazing. It's brain surgery, but oh my gosh, the improvements that are going along and, you know, people are always looking for, for hope. Right. This is just, it was, 
I can't even put into words. I mean, I was so excited at hearing it. And for people who look at addicts and say, well, why don't they just, why don't they just, you know, and a lot of the self-help programs and everything, they are fantastic. Mm. But if you're at a certain level, I mean, it really shows the proof of this also being a disease. Okay. It's a combination of a choice and a disease. Absolutely. But I, I just highly encourage that. Okay. I'll That's go back and see. It's probably on YouTube. I'll see if I can go back and find it. All right. She always has... Micah always has to hit that one button and send us a beep while she's on the air. I've noticed that every time. 888 was the phone number? 888 I'm actually going to continue something that I was talking about last hour. For, hang on. i got to switch my position here. <clears throat> and that's because I'm watching the ridiculously large television that's in the studio with me here. Because there's a Martin Luther King Day service going on in Atlanta, Georgia, at the church that he uh, preached at. And among the speakers, she hasn't gotten up yet, but among the speakers is Liz Cheney. And I'm just kind of curious, so you're going to talk about what? Probably uh, Donald Trump hate is what I think. I don't know. We'll find out. At least I hope to. When she gets up, I might just go ahead and jump to a commercial break so I can go ahead and listen to what she has to say. We'll find if I can time this right. All right. So last hour I was talking, since it is Dr. Martin Luther King Day, we honor him today, and banks are closed, and bureaucrats have the day off. Everybody else has to work. It's a bankers and bureaucrat holiday. I want a holiday. I'm serious about this. A holiday where the rest of us get the day off, but bankers and bureaucrats still have to work. I haven't seen that yet. I'm waiting for that. Now, I was talking about... Dr. Martin Luther King's most famous I Have a Dream speech, where he talks about all of us coming together. He wants to go to the playground and see kids. White kids, black kids, doesn't matter. All playing together. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter what neighborhood they came from, how much money their parents do or don't have. We all came together. Where a person is judged by the content of their character, which is actually a very easy thing to define. What is a person of good character? Now, I, I couple that with today's hardcore left and their push for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I just came across this. It just popped up in one of my news feeds. The FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, is pushing a really scary DEI thing. Someone posts... People with severe intellectual and psychiatric disabilities will be stewardesses, according to the FAA. Now, I think that should be left up to the airlines, but that means they will be in charge of your air travel because of diversity quotas. Headline, FAA diversity push to include focus on hiring people with severe intellectual and psychiatric disabilities. SAA say people with severe disabilities are most underrepresented. So we have to represent them. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Say. When you see a, as you're on an airplane and you see the stewards and stewardesses going up and down the aisles and they're grabbing you a drink and so on, asking if you need anything. That's part of what they're there for, obviously, yes, of course. But they're also the safety flight crew. And this is what's incredibly important. Should there actually be a problem on the airplane? And that could be a number of things. From an out-of-control passenger to somebody got sick. 
severe turbulence. The plane is actually in trouble and they're going to have to make an emergency, emergency landing, whatever the case. This is what they're there for. They are part of the flight crew. They are trained as part of the flight crew to make sure if there is any kind of an emergency, you get through it as a passenger. Story says, people with disabilities. Let me see. Uh, okay, not only that, they can be hired on the spot in a non-competitive process because the FAA is desperate to fill the ranks. Individuals with targeted or severe disabilities are most underrepresented in the federal workforce. The People with Disabilities Program will ensure that people with disabilities have equal federal employment opportunities. The FAA actively recruits, hires, promotes, and retains uh, people with disabilities. That's okay if they do that for their offices or whatever the case is. But, uh, but then it talks about people with, let me see, vision... Uh, missing extremities, partial paralysis, okay, epilepsy, intellectual disabilities, psychiatric disabilities, et cetera, et cetera. So in this case, you're talking about someone, again, they're trained specifically to make sure that in the case of an emergency, people on board the airplane will survive it and get out as best they can. That's the purpose of this. So why then? Okay, well, it goes back to the diversity, equity, and inclusion thing. Now, there's also, let me go back to another story that I had a little bit earlier that had to do with Dr. Martin Luther King Day, and this was from a university, John Hopkins, and here's the woman who's in charge of the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. And essentially what she is saying in a memo that she put out, that if you're a white person, you are guilty of privilege and there's really nothing you can do about it. And basically she's talking about the punishment that we must instill on people because of this. Even though it's supposed to be in their genes and there's nothing they can do about it, they must be punished for it. Here's a note. Let me see. Uh, Diversity, inclusion, health, and equity. Happy New Year. Welcome to January 2024. Issue of Monthly Diversity Digest. We're excited to kick off this month with two events celebration of Martin Luther King Day. We look forward to the 42nd Annual MLK Commemoration, January 12th. This will be in a new location. The Chevy Chase Auditorium. They have a Chevy Chase Auditorium now? Oh, that's so cool. On East uh, Baltimore campus. And the theme will we go, where will we go from here? Chaos or community? And then it talks about who's going to be speaking there. And they will share a career path and experience as the first woman of color, et cetera, to travel in space, okay? Uh, It talks more about the, uh, we look forward to working with you this year in the spirit of Dr. King and others. Now, I wonder, uh, to achieve our equity and inclusion goals, when you read what her goals are in equity and inclusion, you realize, at least I do anyway, that she has never actually read Dr. Martin Luther King's speech. I don't think she ever has. I don't think she has any idea what Dr. Martin Luther King actually stood for, or she wouldn't have put out that original memo. 915, Wake Up Wyoming. Is your life boring? Are you too young for a midlife crisis, but tired of waiting for something to trigger an existential crisis? Why not try generalized anxiety disorder? 
Make every day a crisis. Yep, there you have it. A new level of crazy. And you heard it here first. And we're back. Sorry, we were busy tricking pescatarians into eating Rocky Mountain oysters. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. 921's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Our triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine, I'll just kind of roll with the whole thing. All right, on a different topic now. I just came across this. A lot of stuff that I had ready to go I'm not getting to because stories are just kind of popping up. So Biden administration wants to raise another tax. Yay. <clears throat> Biden administration, story says, proposed a new regulation which is a law written by bureaucrats in the administration, which would impose fines on oil companies for methane emissions. The policy would require companies to pay a penalty of $900 for every ton admitted. And then there's some tax on top of that. Uh, yeah, see, that would increase another $1,200 and then jumping to, okay, by 2026, it'd be another $1,500 tax per ton Today's proposal, when finalized, will support complementary set of technology standards and historic resources for the, ready, Inflation Reduction Act uh-huh, to incentivize industries and motivate them to work away from basically, you know, coal, gas, and oil. So then there was this story. A radical climate activist endorses blowing up pipelines in a startling interview and admits people could be killed. You understand why I call some people... Look, if you care about the climate, so do I. Why I call this the cult of climate change. Quote, accidents and deaths may be inevitable in extreme climate activism. That could merit blowing up thousands of pipelines, said the author of a radical climate activist's paper. And he said this in an interview just recently. The How to Blow Up a Pipeline writer and activist gave an interview to the New York Times in his upcoming book, Overshoot, How the World Surrendered to Climate Breakdown. At the top of the exchange, he was questioned about how hard it is to think about the deaths. Well, you know, deaths are going to be inevitable because of sabotage, but he's more worried about the deaths because of climate change. So when pressed on that response, he argued, well, I want to sabotage. I mean, I, I want the sabotage to happen on a much larger scale than it does now. I can't guarantee that it won't come with accidents, but what do I know? I haven't personally blown up a pipeline, and I can't foretell the future. Yeah, but he's encouraging people to do this, right? He admitted that he recently had taken part in actions that had been illegal and militant, and when the interviewer pushed back against his condoning of violence, he said, quote, we live in a representative democracy where certain liberties are respected. We vote for politicians we believe respect us. But basically, what happens if they don't? Nancy is in Cheyenne. Hello, Nancy. Hi. Is it cold where you are? Uh, yes. Minus 18 is what I'm getting right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's not much better here. Yeah, okay. Uh, say what I wanted to comment on was Franny Willis. Here is a black woman having sex with a black man but right. blaming a white man. I mean, 
This would almost be funny if it wasn't so pathetic. I'm not up to speed on what this story is all about. <laughs> well, it's a long story. Just okay. check on uh, any of the sites on Franny Ross. And Franny that. Ross, okay. Yeah, stay warm. Bye I now. will do that, okay. <clears throat> Hang on just a second. Uh, if, if you, the audience, will hold on just a moment, I'm highlighting, first off, Franny Ross. And then I'm watching to see Liz Cheney stand up and speak at this church in Atlanta on Martin Luther King Day. And then considering the phone calls we have gotten today, uh, <clears throat> Miss Mary, <clears throat> yeah, uh, this has been a really weird day, hasn't it? I mean, I don't think it's just me here, Mary. I think this has just been a really weird day. I mean, I... I love it when Nancy calls in, especially that voice. It's just amazing. I mean, so that that was you know one thing. Uh, the Micah's call was really good, although um, way off topic, but that's okay. It's open phone anyway. And then the Franny call here, Franny Ross. Okay, I'm trying to look for what the story is. I'll have to go ahead and look that up because I have no idea what that's about. Miss Mary says yes. <laughs> Super bizarre must be the weather. So, Mary, could we blame today's show on brain freeze? Judy is in Casper. Speaking of weird callers, Judy's in Casper. Hello, Judy. I'm still, I'm still afraid to fly on Thursday. Oh, car, oh, so you're not afraid to fly just on Thursdays? Well, no, I'm just afraid to fly, period. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's going to be pretty nice Wednesday, so I'm hoping yes. to get out of here while the weather's good. Oh, okay. So, but are you going to fly on Thursday? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go all the way to Detroit okay. and bury my brother. See, again, I'm more okay. worried about you being in Detroit than you being on an airplane. But anyway, what do you call it about? Oh, well, let's talk about old Liz Cheney since yeah. you brought her up this morning. I can't believe they're even letting that woman on the stage. Yeah. Um, I did. I, I'm going to send this to you here in a minute. Um, I did find where she, yeah, she's running in 2024, Glenn. I'm telling you. Okay. She just hasn't announced yet. <laughs> okay. Well, from what it looks like, they found uh, some documents from the J6 committee where she helped. Uh, old t what's her name Hutchinson yeah. changed her story and it looks like old Liz herself was kind of uh, uh, they put it uh, Liz Cheney in the committee's ongoing process of dishonesty violating attorney client privilege and leaking to friendly left wing media was a total perversion of the congressional system okay. Okay, it looks like she was the one that got a hold of uh, Hutchinson and helped her uh Fire her attorney, and then uh, what was his name? Pasatino, and then uh, critique her story. Because remember, Trump reached across and was going to turn the the limo around and all of that stuff. Remember that was all Hutchinson's right. testimony. Um, and today's milk day, so let's get back to Martin Luther King. Yes, that would be I was better. just a baby when that happened, and I think he was a good man. I, I do, think yeah. he did what. He needed to do to help the black Americans. And I'm not going to let somebody come on air and downgrade somebody who was, to me, a historical figure. And Good. yes, I did get to study him in school. Good. Yeah. 
you know. Oh, I did but have anyway, a teacher send me a note that a teacher just sent me a note saying that she still teaches him in school, which here in Wyoming, which I'm glad to hear. I got to run for news time. Thank you. I got a local news and then weather forecast, and you and I get back into it. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Tomorrow. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Nine thirty-six. the time, Wake Up Wyoming. All right, so when Nancy called... We're getting several corrections, not just Miss Mary, but uh, Chris and Casper. And I bet, Mary, you probably got a couple of calls about it. Fannie Willis is who Nancy was talking about and the controversy involving that, which I have to admit, I really have not been keeping up with that one just because <clears throat> I don't care. You know, I, I really didn't care about it. I know there's a big controversy. There's so many other things going on in the world. I looked at that one. I just let other people figure that one out. All right, triple eight ninety seven was the phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S, 12 story. Uh, <clears throat> 12 stories. Two stories that I have real quick that I'm going to go over. Maybe we'll get a chance to go over the rest of this later this week. But this I thought was fun. Every now and then I go to a website called Everyday Feminism and it is worse than you think it is. I mean, they're really, these talk about extremist nutjobs. And they over hyper analyze everything. Everything. I mean, to death. So, this headline, 12 signs your date is sexist. Okay, so you go on a date, ladies, you're on a date, you're with some guy, and they want you to take a look at these 12 signs that he's a sexist. So, for example, if he says, because you're not like most other girls, that's not a compliment, he's being sexist against other girls. You see, you see how they overanalyze that? The guy's paying a compliment. You're unique. You're different. You stand out. I like you because you're not like all the others out there. There's something different about you that's really special, and I like it. And they're saying, that's sexist. There's a whole list of things. Let's see. They praise women on insults men based on... I'm going to go through these. Uh, they act entitled to women. Okay. They buy into... Okay, fine. I'm going to go through all of these because it really uh, is hysterical and show you how they overthink every little thing to the point that they can't even just enjoy a date. They can't just go out with someone and have a nice evening. They have to sit there and overanalyze every little thing the person says. Okay. If you're on, Guys, if you're on a date with someone like that, just don't ask her out again. If she's overanalyzing every little thing that you say, it's not going to be worth it. Next one, maybe I'll get to this later this week. In Massachusetts, officials pleading with private homeowners to take in illegal aliens. The state of Massachusetts is asking private homeowners to take in illegal aliens as the state runs out of room to house the thousands of border crossers who are flooding into the base. Well, that's going to go. Now, there are some people, to be fair, to be fair about it, there are some people 
who have crossed the border. It's not just that they're from South America. They're from all sorts of other countries all over the world. And there are literally people who are just trying to get out of bad situations so they came to America. My complaint is, well, then do it legally. But there's also other people who are coming into this country and they're not good. They shouldn't be here. Uh, There are people who are wanted as, as criminals in their home country for various things, even extreme things. So there's criminals. Then there's... Uh, well, including criminals, uh, drug runners as well. Uh, then there's people with diseases that we were not prepared for and were not checked at the border. Okay. They didn't get all their shots, so they weren't checked at the border. So we should be checking for that, but we're not. And also people coming across the border have no way to support themselves. And the state of Massachusetts is saying just invite them into your home. If you get a stranger knocking on your door... At any time of the day or night, a stranger knocks on your door. And they're standing there with some suitcases, whatever the case is, clothes, you know. And they want to come into your house and stay. Do you just let them in? Of course not. Does that make you a bad person? No, it just means you don't know who they are. You don't have any references for them. You don't know if this is a person of good character. You're not just going to let them into your home. You're going to make sure you know who this is. But the state of Massachusetts is asking residents, you got a spare room? Just let them in. Well, all right. Since it's the Massachusetts doing it, but not just the state of, but even some cities, Boston, places like that. My answer to city officials, county officials, and, and even the governor of the state, you first. I want to see you open up your doors and just let a bunch of strangers in. Let's fill the governor's mansion. In Massachusetts, in in Boston, Massachusetts, let's fill the mayor's house. We're just going to let a bunch of people in. With with no background checks on them at all, just let them into the house and see how that goes. Once again, the sanctuary cities and the sanctuary states, oh, it sounded so great when they promised to be sanctuaries until they actually had to do. Oh, by the way, uh, hey, Colorado. So the mayor of Denver is asking the mayor of Houston, please stop sending illegals our way. We can't take it. Well, the mayor of Denver needs to go down to Houston and take a look at what's happening in Houston. If he thinks he's got it bad. 942, wake up. Take Glenn anywhere with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Um, Frank, I understand you were telling me today that you nearly died this weekend. Oh, what, what was I doing? Uh, with your car keys. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they locked the keys in the car, and it never happened before. But, but if you turn it a certain way, then so now the car is running, and I had to call Drew from their 95.5. I'm like, do we have any spare keys here? Right. Because, like, everything was in there. I mean, like, right. my house keys and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I couldn't believe it. So you got, I got to remember that there's a certain way for that to go into the ignition okay. so that the contacts see it. 
Because normally you would just close the door. Nowadays, they're not going to lock you in. Right. Why did that happen? I, well, be, and it's 13 below. And you, so you almost died. Now, on that note. <laughs> yeah, I, have I a, thought I was dying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a picture here. So there's this uh, older couple. I'm not going to say old. I mean, but they're, they're a little they're bit younger. Old. They're younger than us. Oh. But they're in their well, later they're, years, okay? They're younger than mm. us. Yes, but in their later years. So they're an older couple, not a young couple. Okay, just okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. let's say 40s. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. And they own a more modern Mustang. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So one of the two. Now, it was probably the wife that locked the keys in the car, but she's going to blame the husband. Oh, well, of course. Obviously. Yeah. But they're both working... On trying to get the door open with you know some some kind of a slim jim type yeah. device, what, <laughs> something like that. Meantime, when you take a look at them, we're we're on the driver's side here, right? The sm- you know Mustangs have that little window right beside the yeah, yeah. driver's side mm-hmm. window. Mm-hmm. That they was busted out. That it? was broken and it was covered in plastic and duct tape. So why can't they just tear that off, off? and put your arm in there and see <laughs> and if you, what un- you can do? Yeah. Now you, you might think I'm kidding, but I'm looking at a picture of this, Frank. Going, you know. <laughs> uh, hello. Yes. Have so you had I would any say, coffee this morning? since they're both working on this diligently, I would say, and tell me if I'm being cruel, Frank. They deserve each other. Oh yeah, because they yes, yes. Yes. Now at what point I mean after they get the finally get the door open and get everything and they blame each other and so on, they go to sleep that night. One of them is gonna wake up at like two in the morning and go, Why the hell didn't we just rip the plastic off and the duct tape off the back window and reach around and pop the door open? I'd be this I'd be saying this. Who in the hell took our picture and put it all over the internet? Yes. Doing this well, stuff? as soon as somebody sees you doing that these days, and everybody has their phone, which has a camera. Oh, yeah. So it's so easy just to go click and post it, <laughs> right? <know>. You're done. <laughs> yes, you're done. Your life is done on the internet. You are done. National Football League playoffs. One game this afternoon, and that's the Buffalo Bills versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Bills with former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen surged their way to the AFC East title with a record of 11-6. and This is the game that was originally scheduled for the weekend and moved back to today thanks to that huge snowstorm in western New York. So that'll be at 2.30 this afternoon. Tonight at 6.15, Tampa Bay will host Philadelphia in the NFC playoffs. Yesterday in postseason play, the Detroit Lions won a playoff game for the first time in 32 years with a 24-23 home win over the Los Angeles Rams. The Lions had lost their last nine playoff games. This is only their second postseason win since 1957. Green Bay ran the Dallas Cowboys right off the field with a 48-32 win. It's yet another one and out for Dallas, who is the second seed in the NFC. Uh, by the way, the supposed America's team has not even been to the Super Bowl in 28 years, and we'll see if older Jerry Jones gives head coach Mike McCarthy the boot and maybe replaces him with the legendary Bill Belichick who parted ways with the New England Patriots. Cowboys have taken an absolute beating on social media and it's very, very entertaining. In the AFC on Saturday, Kansas City beat Miami 26-7 in uh, very freezing cold conditions in KC and Houston over Cleveland 45-14. Men's College basketball from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys beat Fresno State at the buzzer on Saturday in Laramie 68-67. Aquel Cotton nailed their shot right as time expired for the victory. That's the second time Cotton has done that this year. He beat San Jose State at the buzzer 
This is a win that the Cowboys desperately needed. So they're two up and two down in Mountain West play in 9-8 and eight overall. Cut finish with a dozen. Brendan Wetzel with 17. Sam Griffin with 16. Fresno drops to 7-9 overall. 0-3 in league play. The Cowboys will meet Nevada on Saturday in Laramie. Uh, women's Junior College Basketball. The Casper College improved the 14-4 overall seven, with a 78-65 win over 24th-rated Western Nebraska on Friday at the Tiber Gym. Kelly Walsh High School grad Logan Alvar with 15 points for the Tiburge to host Central Wyoming College on Thursday. High School football, the head coaches have been announced for the 51st annual Shrine Bowl that will be in Casper on June the 8th. Torrington's Russell Steinmetz will coach the South, and Buffalo's Rob Hammond will coach the North. Hammond was the North coach in the Shrine Bowl back in 2019. And that's it in sports. Okay, so I'm still looking at the couple with the back window over here. Okay. Have you ever done Was, was their arm long enough to yeah, kind of yeah, get in? What's a Mustang? You know? uh, have you ever just done something? I, I suppose we all have. And then looked around and thought, I hope nobody noticed that. Well, I mean, numerically, yes. by degree. Yes. I mean, my list goes pretty long. It just kind of, yeah, okay. Have you ever done something really stupid and turned around and realized everybody was looking at you? I refuse to remember okay. stuff like that. <laughs> That's probably the best thing to do. I refuse Here's to what remember gets me. stuff like there that. There are things that you did that were really embarrassing. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. And nobody remembers them but you. Right. And it haunts you for the rest of your life. It, it does, and I've mentally blocked those, those yes, incidents, plural, just plural incidents. Suddenly, you're having a great day. Suddenly, a thought shows up about something that happened like a dozen years ago, and you're wondering, why now are you thinking about this? Well, and that's the thing is you really got to pay attention now because if you do something stupid like that, somebody's going to take a picture and put it on the Internet. Yeah, there you go. So you can't get away with it anymore. Yeah. Thank you, Frank. All right, folks. Local business, news time. Wake up, Wyoming.